Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Caro. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We've also got our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, and review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Welcome to episode 55, guys, of the Sipping Social Podcast. We're Let's sitting, go! We're sitting in the Social Let's Underground go. studio. Everybody's amped up. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, we got a great interview from Dovetail and the guys that joined us in a little bit. We'll intro that in a, in a couple moments. But uh, before we get into the podcast, what are we sipping on today, guys? You know, I don't actually know. I think Garrett brought this in lieu of Dovetail. Um, I haven't had a sip yet, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but it's called Holiday Brock. Holiday Bach, you almost got it right. Oh shit! It's a it's a Holiday Bach. It's a it's a delicious six point nine percent roasty roasty beer. Six point nine, love that. We're all drinking that tonight, by the way. Because this is the Dovetail episode. We're gonna do a little bit of restaurant news, mm. but mainly we're gonna focus on Dovetail, uh, a really cool brewery in Chicago. Oh, so uh, we got to do some really cool stuff there. Mainly drink lots of beer with those guys in a short amount of time. I honestly believe that I became best friends with. Both those guys. I, I know. I haven't talked to them since then, and I already miss them. No. Yeah, no. Like, I feel like we're like long we were lost there boys. there for an hour, maybe, yeah. hour and a half. Hour and a half. And I was best friends with them, and then I left, and I haven't talked to them since, and I feel like guilty about it. <laughs> it's cool. It was, it was a really cool spot. Chad, those, what you got? It was one of those moments that just came together nicely. It did. I, I even told the sales guy, uh, the sales director, that I was I, I felt like we were boys by the time we left. He goes, you know, I was kind of feeling that, that too. I go, dude, we just had good vibes. So it was really cool. Yeah, it, I think the best part about the entire scenario that we did with them, not only because they pulled a thousand beers for us or eighteen, but eighteen crowns, eighteen crowns. When he said eight, we need eighteen crowns, and the bartender goes, "Okay, here we go." Yeah, and I had no idea what he was talking about. We'll learn about that in the interview. But afterwards, we went downstairs and went into the like production facility. Yeah. And we're like walking cool. around all their like bright tanks and all their um, their fermentators, and it was literally just like me like pointing something out, going, "I haven't seen anything like that before. What is that?" And they were like, "Oh, let me tell you about it." They and, loved and it, and they were just all about it. And the the one of their head brewers was there like working like yeah. hard, like you could see her sweating. And she, she was, was like, not thrilled that we we rolled yeah. in there with seven people. She had nothing to do with us, which is totally fine. Yeah. I mean, she had a job to do. Right, right. We were in the way. Yeah. No, we, we were outside of it, but she wasn't like, hey, come check out what I'm doing now, which That's is true. totally fine. Yeah. But it was Working. so it was so cool how they were like, just come look at everything. Check it out. I'll answer any questions you have. And it was very, very neat. And I I still to this day, before this and then since that, uh, anytime anyone's like a, a traditional lager or a Bach or a Heffenweizen, like Dovetail is the one to go. Uh, they do their beer is so tasty. Um, we've had the opportunity to go to the city a lot lately, right? As as a podcast, and I feel very fortunate to hang out with you guys in the city. This past weekend, we were at a pretty cool spot called the Golden Dagger. Uh, we we're doing a, a fundraiser bit. Ring, 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 right. Ring. We we're doing a fundraiser bit for our buddy Johnny Perona Johnny for Perona. MS. Yep. Um, 
go to our Instagram page. Uh, we have a link on the Instagram page where you can donate to this fundraiser. It's a really, really good cause. Uh, he just found out his brother has MS. Uh, it's a family thing now. Um, both those guys are badass. We want to support them where we can. Um, and good luck to you guys in the fundraiser, and that was a cool thing to do. But I want to get back to being in the city. So we did our day in the city where we did all the interviews. Now we're downtown at this Golden Dagger, a very cool music venue, old school place. It used to call it, be called the Tonic Room, yep. which I had heard of before, but I'd never been there before. It was not long lasting. So we're talking to... <laughs> I mean, five years maybe? Yeah. But we're talking to the bar manager uh, about the place, when they changed over, and like what some of the nuances are. And she tells us that the place is haunted and that it's actually on the tour of haunted buildings in Chicago. Yeah, so super cool. So did I, were either one of you guys hoping to run into a ghost or see something cool that you hadn't seen that day? I mean, I was. I, w- I always want to see something supernatural or be sucked up in a UFO by my chest. I'm. <laughs> I've watched enough X Files. <laughs> you're like dangling. Yeah, that's usually yeah. how, like, like in sci-fi yeah. if, movies, if you're passed out. Yeah. So like, no, but yeah. like usually, like when you get sucked, yeah, you, when you get sucked up into yeah. a craft, it's usually by like the center of your chest, and your limbs are kind of sprawled out to yeah, the loose. side. Yeah. And you're just succumbing to the the beam of light that's drawing you to the source <laughs> of the energy. Yeah, to get probed and prodded. <laughs> yeah. I, so John was hoping when we went to the Golden Dagger, John was uh, open for that. That is industry standard being that's abducted crazy. into a UFO uh, body language. When Johnny heard dagger, he meant probe. <laughs> Golden Dagger is a, an old music menu like you were you were talking about. Yeah, it's and been around a long time. They actually turned the room that has the pentagram on the floor into the green room for the bands. No, that was the office. The green room. No, no, oh, that, no was, was that was the green room. room. That was right. the green yeah. room. Yeah. That's where they hang out, right? That oh was. My we God. weren't allowed to go in the office. So yeah. it's like imagine like going there as like a band to play there. Like I wouldn't want to hang out down there like before the show. But no, like rock I mean, and roll and like the devil, they're like assimilated. I, right? I guess. Yeah, maybe. I guess. <laughs> okay. But what's kind of it's unique, like an eighties thing? I was hanging out my van instead. <laughs> what was kind of unique though is like that basement like stairwell. Was from behind the bar. It was a huge, long bar. Yeah, that, from the that's oppo- the coolest part. And it was from the opposing side of where you enter in behind the bar. So as a band comes out to go do a show, they come out on the right side of the bar and have to walk all the way through across the bar, behind the bar, through this back bar that's what, probably what like entrance. thirty feet long. What an entrance! Yeah, <laughs> that had to be an. And then out around the bar, and then through the crowd, and yeah. then to the stage. Yeah, that's so when cool. The, when the DJ announces you. You come through behind the bar. Everyone's already focused on the bar because there's nothing going on on stage. Yeah. You, it has to be the most like, like uh, amazing like roar of like as as the applause. as the band's coming out and the bartender's slinging drinks. You'd be like, I have three high lives, four shots, and a high five from the band. Yeah, is there? And then you got to walk there. through the crowd to get to the stage. Yeah. So I mean, that's got to be a cool. Entrance, that's cool, right? That's if cool. I was in a band playing there, we wouldn't even make it to the stage. <laughs> <We'd> just be <laughs> hanging. Just be behind the bar drinking. <laughs> Well, they don't have any rumplings there. Oh, that's true. We'd be good no then. rumps. We'd yeah. be good Lot, lots of decent whiskey. We put on a good show. Good, good whiskey we like. Yeah, they, they, they did a good job. All right. Let's introduce our interview, our guests that we had on uh, when we went to Dovetail. Bill and Hagen are the owners and the brewers. Both these guys got their master brewer certificate in Munich. And they became friends in Munich at the same class. Yeah, in the same class. That's how they met. They liked the same things. They were going to open a brewery in Chicago. They said, let's do it together. They're going to tell us all about that. Also, Dan, their sales director, he joins us. And actually, um, I had not met any of these guys before. Yeah, um, me neither. And, and, I've, and I've seen Dan twice since then. And it's just like a good, we get the same vibes. We're, we're, we're chilling on, a ch- on, on our beer and what we're talking about. And when they welcomed us in, I had no idea what to like expect but there's a picture of 
Hagen holding the 18 crowns. Yeah. And I'm going to post it at some point because, like, his warmth and his, like, beer positivity accepted us, and it was badass. Um, so this Dovetail Brewery is on 1800 West Bell Plain Avenue. I think it's just south of Lincoln's, Lincoln Square. Yes. If you're in Chicago, you're looking for a great German-style beer, this is the place to go to. John, what was the one thing, real quick, before we get into the interview that, like, stuck out to you about the the establishment or the guys that we met, something that, that you loved about that day? Well, I think the... Um I don't know what they were called, but like they introduced me at least to the shotgun shots. Uh, uh, what are they called? They, they look like you can literally load those things in a gun and shoot yeah. them. Underbergs. 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 Yeah. Underbergs. Underbergs. But um, you, you were right. Like immediately when we got there, like they were just very welcoming and they were offering us all kinds of drinks, <laughs> all kinds of things to Whatever sell. Whatever we wanted. And uh, that was one of the things that they offered us was uh, the Underbergs. Um, shots and uh, those were delicious, and nice. that kind of set us off on the right path. So, Garrett, it was really really neat because there's a lot of times that we do stuff like this, or like I'll go visit a brewery or distillery, and um, like I just go, like, I'm I'm in like the bullpen, like waiting for someone to hang out, and like uh, the brand ambassador will come out or the sales guy will come out and like, okay, we're gonna go to this room, and then we'll see the owner, or the distiller, or brewer, or whatever. Both the owners and head brewers or master brewers, whatever you want to call them, they came out and they're like, "Hey guys, what's up?" And like, it was a full frontal of like excitement that we were there. I like that. Full frontal of excitement. Full frontal of excitement. It was just very exciting because they're all there just to hang out with us and wanted to do exactly what we were looking to do. Absolutely. They were they were a little bit confused on what we were looking for, but we're totally accepting on what we were asking for. Exactly. Which is very little. Yeah. Um. And it was so refreshing because it you don't still get that all the time. And it was it's so nice because uh we didn't say like like we're from a buying group that like buys your product all the time. Like it didn't it didn't matter because yeah. they they didn't care. Yeah. So it was it was a very family like friend immediately, which is so exciting. And they could have been nicer guys. Yeah, it was that, really that, cool. That was my favorite part and, of the entire thing. And honestly, one of the reasons why we sought these guys out is we were saying that they both got their uh, brewer certificate um, in Munich is that they're known for German beers. We wanted to bring that style on and talk to these guys, these guys specifically about that. Yeah. And they introduced us to a thing called the Cool Ship, um, which you're going to learn about on the interview. Which it scared only, me when I saw it. One, one of uh, There's only 50 of those. Uh, in the U.S. In, in use. In use. Yeah. And think of 10,000 breweries. You guys are going to learn about that. That was a cool thing that I, I uh, really just stuck out to me. But it was a really cool interview. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We loved hanging out with these guys. Hopefully we'll have them on again sometime soon. Enjoy. Let's go. Thanks for joining us, guys. This is really cool. Um, we're really happy to, to, to join you guys here. And thanks for taking time out of your day. Um, the first thing that we did when we walked in is there was a discussion about uh, what kind of meeting this was going to be as far as a Kranz goes. We're s- <laughs> in front of us is this traditional German beer Kranz, which holds 18 six-and-a-half-ounce beers, right? Mm-hmm. So we were determined that was the first thing, that this was an 18-Kranz meeting, which I thought was really, really cool. And, and and usually, I'm, like, they just bring, like, a couple beers up and yeah, share them. Yeah. And, no. And, no, we got 18. And they were sharing 18 beers. And honestly, yep. I don't think our listeners, um, many of them have probably never been to Cologne or even knows what that is. So uh, I think a good way to, to break the ice, Hagen, is to have you tell us 
a little bit about the Kranz because you already told the story, which is super cool to us, but I think our, our listeners would like to hear it as well. Sure. So um, Kölsch in, in German, it's, the, um, it's the, the beer of Cologne, Germany. And uh, when you go to Cologne, you go to a brewery there, uh, usually there's a restaurant and, uh, attached to the brewery, and you, you sit down. Uh, you sit down there for a meal with a w- with a group, and there is one choice of beer in Cologne, and it's Kolsch. And you, you're either drinking beer or you're not drinking beer. And if you're at a brewery, you're most most people are drinking drinking beer. So you, sure. so you sit down. And they, uh, and they, they, no one's asking for like a mead list. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Um, or schnapps probably yeah, you yeah. got the schnapps list maybe. So, so you sit down and they, and they bring you this, uh, straight sided 200 milliliter glass and a, and a coaster. They put it, they put it down, uh, next to you. They, they take out their pencil and they, they, they tick off. And and you you start in you're you're talking to your friends you're drinking your beer and when uh, when you get down to the to the bottom of your beer uh, within about thirty seconds uh, the server there, there are servers walking around with these crunches it's a it's a a, a specially designed tray with a, a holder in the center and uh, a crunch will hold either eleven or eighteen of these small glasses around it. And a crown means crown, so it looks kind of like a, like a crown of beer. And they, uh, they swoop your your empty glass away. They they put the uh, they put the full glass down. They give you another tick mark on your coaster, and you haven't you haven't asked for it. You you haven't broken in broken your conversation with your friends or anything. You're just uh, you just keep getting beers as long as you want them. And when you're done, you just get tick mark after tick mark. And when you're done, you you indicate that you're done by putting your coaster on top of the glass that's so cool it's beautiful mm-hmm. that's awesome i wish there was more that at uh the breweries and, and bars in, in the u.s to be honest with you not talking to anybody and just yeah. drinking beer we we happen <laughs> we happen to uh be doing uh, doing cold service on friday night here that's awesome yeah um in chicagoland you guys have the creme de la creme of <laughs> german style beers um you guys met i was doing a little bit of research you guys met um in germany um, and then that's how you guys formed your partnership. Bill, you mind like walking us through that a little bit and just kind of telling uh, how you guys met and what, obviously beer is your passion, you guys love beer, but how did you guys come together and decide that you know, like Chicago was the location and you, this would be a good fit for you guys? What was behind that? Sure, well, you know, I was uh, wandering through my life unfulfilled and then <laughs> I realized that uh, beer school was a real thing and I decided to enter myself into beer school and, and uh, start a better life and uh so i did and uh, it turns out it was the only school i got good grades in um congrats thank you <laughs> well done well done uh but uh, the, the the program that uh, hog and i took was uh part of the siebel institute and domans uh, academy in germany it was half in chicago and half in germany uh, and it was at the german side that i, I met uh Hagen. uh it was the first day of class we all had name tags in front of us. Mine said Bill USA. It said Hagen, Switzerland. So I just thought he was some weird Swiss guy. <laughs> um, but then he started talking and he had this kind of Chicago accent, so I thought something was amiss. But, you know, we, we uh, hung out that first day and uh, we went to uh, Schneider Weisses, which is a uh, uh, wheat beer 
brewery in uh, in Munich, and uh, uh, I ordered a Schlacht Plato, which is the slaughter plate. So it's like you know pork belly and blood sausage and nice. all the good stuff. All the essentials. Yeah, <laughs> one of every kind. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know Hagen and I had a conversation about the importance of a cool ship and a modern brewery. And, uh, yeah, so we just uh, uh, had a, a good friendship over beer and brewing uh, uh, ever since. And after beer school was done, at some point, we decided to uh, open one brewery, doing what we're doing instead of having two competing breweries. Nice. Smart. So, yeah, it turns out we're both from Chicago. It, it works so, out well, then. Yeah. So you guys are both yeah. local guys. Yep. And you guys, so you did it. Part of the institute was here, and then the other part was in Germany. Yep. Um, and you had not met before being in Germany? Nope. It no. was the first time you guys met each other? Yep. That's a pretty cool story. Yep. I was living in Switzerland at the time. That's why for, you had that on the for tag. For work. And yeah. that, was, that was how that ended up there. It okay. would be weird to have a Swiss guy with a <laughs> Chicago, Chicago accent. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> we got the cheese. We're going to get the opera ski. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Dan, so you're the, the sales director. Yeah. Um, are, is that for the whole like nation, uh, Midwest, uh, Chicago? What what part of the, the it area? It is for the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, right now we're in um, we're in Chicago, the surrounding suburbs. We're also in parts of uh, Wisconsin. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so that's our footprint. They don't drink any beer there. Yeah. No, <laughs> they don't like German anything, yeah, nothing, right? In Wisconsin, German, they hate the Milwaukee. Germans. Yeah, yeah, they love beer up there. Um, yeah. So my role as sales director is yes yeah, to is to uh, lead the sales team. We have uh, two sales representatives that manage um, the whole Chicago territory, uh, so city and suburbs, um, and then uh, and then up in Wisconsin we have a um, a wholesaler, and I kind of wear two hats up there. I'm the sales director for the brewery, but I also am the sales rep, so I'm in more of an account level role up there boots um, on the ground style boots on the Pushing ground it. Yeah, yeah yeah and that's kind of how we've been that's how that's how the approach to sales has been since um since the beginning since 2016 i mean in the the the, the boots on the ground were were hagen and bill they were out there upon the pavement putting the beer in front of uh any bar um in the area and then uh you know i joined uh, a, a year or so after that um and uh, and yeah, the role has just evolved. You know, it started started with a uh, relationship with an import company that I worked for, um, and then uh, we broke away from the import company, and we decided that starting an in-house sales department was the best thing. Um, and that was in January 2020, and it's almost been three years. Sounds like you're ready for a raise, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, raise raise this glass. <laughs> there you go. I I'm a big fan of uh, calling people out for raises in front of their bosses, just, just to clear that out of the air. Yeah. So you guys opened your doors in uh, yeah. 20, tw yeah. 2016, right? You guys opened the doors in 20 2016. On May 23rd was our first keg of beer sold. Very cool. Did you guys start off as just like an in-house, uh, like, Tap out, tap room, uh, or you guys went right to right to distro. No, we uh, our first our our first uh, day of deliveries was uh, we dropped off at Fountainhead, rest in peace, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and Hopleaf. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, several several other places, and uh, that uh, that we still still deliver to today. And we so we started out draft only. Cool. Self distribution. Uh, yep. Yeah. And and with the t with the tap room, uh, and just have gradually 
grown grown that business. We were draft only for two and a half years. So obviously you guys, you know, getting your master Cicerones, is that what it's called? Uh, master Brewing Certification. Master yep. Brewing Certification. You guys yep. got that in Germany. Um, you guys only brew German-style beers. Um, obviously that's what you're known for. That's your forte. Uh, have you gone outside of the realm of, of that and tried new things? or? Well, uh, so the way we describe ourselves is continental European styles, uh, traditional methods. So uh, German, Czech, uh, Belgian, Austrian, in the case of the, the Vienna that we're drinking. Polish. Too. Polish. Ooh, ooh, nice. <laughs> yep. Uh, have we touched any of the other com- countries yet? Uh, Baltic Porter. Um, Baltic States, yeah, Baltic. yes. So kind of old, old world style, uh, drinking, old, brewing, yep, yep. all Basic, the stuff. Basically not um, non-British styles. Cool. Yep. Somebody mentioned uh, the magic room over here that's behind me. Yep. And what is that thing called? So that's called a cool ship. A cool ship. Will you, so, will you explain that to us, please? Because yeah. uh, like a we, giant bathtub. We've so, never seen it. Yeah, so like wait, that. why don't you, you describe what happened when I opened that door? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. the way the building is set up is like when you open this door, there's a ray of sunshine that comes through the room and hits you in the face. Then you see this steam coming up from this like jacuzzi-looking stainless steel massive table. Yeah, <laughs> you're not quite sure what the depth is of it, but you kind of want to jump in, but you're not sure what it is. <laughs> yeah, like that scene from uh, um, oh, what's that movie where he gets drowned in beer and he tries to drink his way out? Uh, uh, beer fest. Beer fest. Yeah, yes. the second one. Where yeah, he's like <laughs> drowning in beer. That's why I figured like what happened if I jumped in that. Like, <laughs> just be drowning. Just be drowning. You, you like, I try to drink my way out. Yeah, you would so also like, suffer some serious burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. heat coming it's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is a sauna in there. It would be. Uh, it'd be Garrett's stew. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> with, with some beer in there. Yeah. If I can get inside a bottle of. That's right. Inside of a keg of Dovetail, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen one of those things. So if you could tell so, us all about it, that'd be great. So Cool Ship is a, um, uh, it's a vessel uh, that um, 150 years ago, every brewery would have had a, a Cool Ship. Um, it's, it's a big, flat, shallow pan. Uh, in the old days, they were made of copper. Uh, ours is made of uh, stainless steel. So and I can't drown that. You can't. Yeah. You'd have to try very hard. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Um, I'm in. <laughs> Let's get this on video. <laughs> Garrett's willing to try it. Nobody's ever jumped into that thing, right? Let's watch Garrett melt. <laughs> the, uh, uh, so what happens is we brew the wort in, in, the, uh, in the brew house, and then after we boil uh, with hops, we pump the wort, and uh, the wort is the sweet liquid uh, that, that, uh, that brewers make uh, that then gets fermented. So after the brew house, we pump the, uh, the wort, hops and all, into the cool ship. So into this big, flat, shallow pan. The, um, the depth of the liquid when it's full is, you know, maybe, m- maybe 10 inches. Um, and we let it sit in the, in the cool ship. And in the case of our beer, it's in there for about an hour before we start to drain it out. Uh, into our fermenters and, and what happens is the um, the wort comes in boiling hot and it leaves scalding hot um, I'm out <laughs> <laughs> and and in the meantime uh, you know there are, there are about four things that, that this cool ship does uh, 
First of all, it cools the wort you know, from, from boiling to scalding. Second of all, it, uh, all the hops settle to the bottom of the cool ship, clarifying the wort. Third, you know, we saw the steam rising, rising off of the wort. That steam takes with it um, some compounds, some volatile compounds that would make uh, a beer kind of smell like creamed corn hmm. uh, if, if the yeast were to ingest it. You know, and unless we're shooting for like rolling rock profile, we don't we don't, we don't want, want that. that. Yeah, yeah, that's, we're that's that. yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> and 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 the fourth thing that it does, and this is something like the those first three things are that's science. That's easily easily provable. Um, but the fourth thing that it does is something. It's something mysterious. Uh, it's something that um, that we believe is there. That something that we've tasted in beers that come out of cool ships in these small like family run little breweries that's the only place that you'd find them these days in in say in franconia in germany and uh, what it is is this it's we, we feel that the cool ship process brings like a harmony to all the elements of the mm. beer and it just ties them together so appearance aroma flavor mouthfeel aftertaste and I, it's hard to describe what that is but um, we've, you know, in our, in our travels, like we've tasted that, that difference. And like, we, like we taste a beer in this little, little place. And it's like, this comes out, this has got to come out of a cool ship. And then you find the brewer and talk to the brewer and they're like, hey, you know, do you have a cool ship? Yes. Nice. This, this. And I, we have no idea why that quality is there, but. Does all your beer go through there or just every, certain styles? Every, every single, single beer goes, goes through there. Very cool. Um, there is one more thing that we use it for. And so we make, um, we make spontaneously fermented beers as well. So beers, That's cool. Yeah, beers in the style of, uh, of Lambic. It's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not Belgian Lambic, but it, yeah. it's, made, it's made in the style of it. Um, and in those beers, we, we let the wort sit overnight in the cool ship windows open by the way every time we, we use the cool ship windows are open we've got a fan in the ceiling that pulls cool air in and 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 sends it sends it out that was actually if you heard that noise in the background yeah. that was the cool ship um uh contracting because 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 most of the wort is now gone from the from the cool ship so does does weather affect that if you have the windows open where it's like 16 degrees out in Chicago or not as much as 85? Yeah, not as much as you'd think. Yeah, because it's it on even on a hot summer day it's cool enough. Yeah, to you know it might be a couple minutes here and there, but that's not that, much difference. No, not at all. Not I'm, at all. Do a lot of breweries in the U.S. have cool ships? I've not been to another brewery. Have you heard of that before? Yeah. Hardly any. Small, it's made, hand, it, small handful. In, in, the full, in the whole country, maybe it's like 50 or so. I don't know. We, sure. Well, out, of, yeah, out of 10,000. 10, yeah. 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 And then... That uh, was in stereo, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we got to come up with new material. <laughs> We've been hanging out too much. <laughs> and uh, um, I know we're... So we're... There are actually two cool ships in Chicago. The other one is at Weiner. But I think they only use it for their, their spontaneous stuff. I'm not positive. Their kombucha. Oh, and kombucha, yeah. Yeah, I, d yeah. I don't think uh, their regular beer is going yeah. into it. Was this something you knew about before being in Germany or just being on your travels and starting to like go to all the breweries you guys went to? Is that how you learned about it? Or is that something that was on your radar before? I knew nothing about it until beer school. But when I heard about it and learned about it, I'm like, this is, this is a key it. element to 
to a brewery. So cool, man. I think yeah. like that every process from raw materials to the end result when we pour it in our glass or, or open up a can, um, the steps that go between you know that the the, the starting line and the, and the finish line, there is no arbitrary um, process in that line. Um, so the cool ship is not arbitrary. There is there's definitely like reasons why we do that. And sure, you know the reasons why the beer tastes the way it does is. The water, the raw materials, the the decoction mashing, um, the open fermentation, the cool shipping, the horizontal lagering, like all of it comes together, um, and and has and and then we we get this really really well balanced drinkable beer. Do you guys use uh, RO for you guys' brewing? We do. We uh, so we make our own water. Okay. Um, it's a long process. Yep. We have to get those atoms and throw them at each other and. Man, it takes takes forever. <laughs> it helps you guys dial in on what you guys are doing, though, right? I, I think I read an I don't know if I read an article or if it was on the website that you guys had talked about how the the water in Chicago yeah. is similar to the water in Munich. It 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 is. It's so 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 Ooh. we we think Chicago has great brewing water, but it like great brewing water for ales, and okay. may, and maybe for darker for for darker lagers. But when we make our lagers, we, we want a softer water. So we make our own water. We take Chicago water, we put it through an RO, we put it through a charcoal filter first to get rid of the chlorine. Then we put it through an RO filter to get rid of all the minerals. And then we blend it with about 10% uh, charcoal filtered Chicago water. And we add minerals back in. And the whole point is that we're trying to match the water that you'd find in the town of Pilsen. In the Czech Republic, which is the home of Pilsner beer, not Very the cool. uh, Chicago neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> not that one. No. no. How's their water it, down there? It's good. <laughs> it's pretty much like the North Side. Yeah, it's you know, good. All comes from the lake. Way more man buns there. <laughs> <laughs> These days, <laughs> it's a, you're right, it's it's 10 ppm man bun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what's you guys' number one selling beer? It depends on the package, but Dan should take the hand. Yeah, no. Um, so we have... You're earning um, pay raise right now. <laughs> Here comes the raise. <laughs> Cha-ching. Uh, no, we have, we have pretty much five main beers, and these are our year-round beers. Um, the, the Hefeweizen, the Helles Lager, the Kolsch, the Vienna, and the Draft-Only Lager, so five beers. Um, four of those beers have a can component, so... That's the Hellas, the Hef, the Vienna, and the Kolsch. Um, our no- all of them pretty much sell pretty equally, um, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I'd say the number one seller is Hellas, um, uh, but it's quick. It's it's quickly followed by by both Hef and Vienna, um, and then uh, last but not least, and not even last. I mean, it's it, like I said, the the pie pieces are are almost equal. Uh, is Kolsch. And that's just because Kolsch, I think, um, was the last brand to be canned. And uh, can having a can component, a package component to a brand that uh, starts out as draft, it's just going to amplify you know, demand for that beer. Makes sense. Um, and then, the, then there's our uh, draft-only lager, and it has no package component, and um, it sells really well. And, uh, and uh, we, yeah, it's a, we, we, we decided to keep that draft-only um, Kind of as an homage to the industry and an homage to the bars and restaurants, because um, we, we we're bar people. I mean, we uh, we love bars and restaurants, and um, we just wanted to 
keep that for the on-premise for the, you know. And that was the yeah, that was one it. of our first beers <laughs> to the market. So we so we when we launched, we launched with three beers, the um, the lager, just dove, called Dovetail Lager, the Hefeweizen, and a Rauch beer. Um, I don't even know what that is. That's a smoke smoke beer. Okay. We're probably one of the only uh, breweries foolish enough to to uh, launch launch their brewery with a Rauch beer, but we love Rauch beer, and foolish enough to have it on all year round. All <laughs> year round, it's not even it's not a it's not a seasonal. It's season is any day. There you go. Three sixty five, right? Yeah. Cool. Yep. Are you guys still making that beer? Or? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's on it's on draft right now. Oh yep. yeah. Have you ever hit a smoked beer? Not. In about twenty minutes, I will. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, uh, the 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 Kronz is almost out. So yeah, we're gonna hit this Kronz. We're gonna need a thirty. Yeah. We're gonna need a thirty-six Kronz. That's what With we're gonna need. Johnny needs one. <laughs> Johnny, he's he's, he's, a, he's not done double fisting Been quite yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be honest with you guys. For all the beer that we bring into social, all your guys' beer crushes, um, we have a. Half a uh, half a handle that we kind of rotate between three breweries. You guys are one of them. Crushes. Uh, we've had the Coast Style Ale and we've had the Vienna Lager on as well. Um, just always well balanced. Really good drinking beers and usually on the lighter side. You know what yep. I mean? I feel like for me, I'm a, I'm a hazy IPA guy, Midwest hazy IPA guy. And after two of those, I'm full. With your guys' stuff, I mean, like it's it's almost like an all-day drinker. It doesn't matter just what the check, style is. Just check off that coaster. Keep it coming. That's right. Yep. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Keep them rolling exactly. on, baby. So I, I appreciate you guys making great beer, and uh, every time we bring it on, it does great uh, at the Burger Social. And literally, I, like every rep that I talk to, that's not even like do beer. Like all the spirits guys are like, they all like believe that Dovetail is like the greatest locker. Like there's like, they all came from other restaurants, and like they were all managing their own bars, or whatever. Before they went to the other side. The dark side, I call it, and uh, <laughs> they—they're um, like, you just always carry dovetail, and if, there's no reason. Every time they see one, they're—they're they're buying one. So, oh, if, wow. if, if that's nice. If anyone who hears that, like, that's from people who work in that industry. Yeah, it's not just us solid. like fluffing these guys up. Right. Um, that's already happened. So these these guys also believe that. So people like in the in the liquor and beer industry believe that. So which I think is really cool. Man, that's that's really nice. Uh, that's really nice to hear. Hopefully yeah. that and hopefully you see that in the sales side too. But like. It just you guys are well known for for what you do. Really well, you know that's that's uh, it, our goal is you know we want these beers to be to be like super drinkable and and uh, um, repeatable and yeah and Moorish, you know I think is what it, it, like uh, tastes like and like having another one. Yeah, yeah. you know we oh, talk yeah. about that yeah. when we make cocktails uh, at the restaurant groups like this drink tastes good, would you buy a second one? Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, like, the key of, like, a really good cocktail. So, like, I think of a key of a really good beer is would I, would I buy two? Would yeah. I buy three in a row? Would you buy ten? Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. I mean, hopefully you're not driving, but, yeah, the whole point is, like, <laughs> like, would you buy, would you go back home and buy a six-pack? Would and you like, buy 18? Yeah. Yeah, especially if they're <laughs> especially if they're being hand delivered. Would you pour yourself a crunch? Yeah, at home. <laughs> at home. Can you imagine? That'd like, be awesome. Like you're at home, like watching like the game on TV, and like on your like uh, like uh, like little table in front of the couch, you've got a full crowns in front of you. Well, it's and it's like, an 18 day. The wife the wife or girlfriend day. comes home like, what are you doing? They're all small. Yeah, don't yeah, they're all, they're yeah, all only six and a half ounces. Yeah. It's not very much. It's little beers. Four beers. Yeah. <laughs> we uh the fact that you can't get off the couch to go get one out of cold out of the fridge, you gotta pour them all out. Yeah. <laughs> just set it right down in front of you. 
Johnny, what are, you're kind of quiet over there, dude. Question What's Master the hasn't said anything. Does anybody in this room have any theories about Fermilab? <laughs> I used to. <laughs> I'm glad you recognize this shirt. That's really cool. No, I, I am a big fan of Fermilab. Um, I don't know if there's anything weird going on there except for... Everything to do. Yeah, we, we live by there. So yeah, it's in, it's in our backyard. Do they so. still have bison over there? Mm-hmm. Do they still? Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I yeah. so I was a big nerd. I still am a big nerd. Um, but I used to go to Fermi Lab when I was in high school uh, and did this program called Saturday Morning Physics. I did that for two years, my junior and senior year. Um, oh, and it so was you've, you've actually been yeah. in there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's really cool. Nice. Yeah. He signed an NDA. You can't talk yeah. about it anymore than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, like it, Stranger it, Things. It looks very there? like... Is there upside are down, some strange things. Upside down world it's in there? It's like extremely yeah. gated, like there's security, and like you can't get in and out of the You place. can barely even see the buildings. Really? Yeah. Is it still like that? I yeah. mean, like we would take field trips there and even in like middle school. There's certain um, areas that let you, and I, yeah. we, we yeah. went there for a field trip too, and we went in a couple buildings, but for there's definitely parts that they're not letting you into. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a cool building. In eighth grade, I missed one day of school. And it was the field trip day to Fermi Lab. Oh wow! <laughs> and in sixth grade, I missed one day of school, and that was the day Pete Sampras showed up. Um, so like, <laughs> like I had like perfect record in middle school, and the two days I missed were like the, maybe the two coolest days I should have been there. Yeah. Anyway, there is a theory about that place and what they're doing—that um, huge like loop thing yep. that they're building. Uh, Separates the weather coming in from the west. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, a lot I've of heard this. Split apart and somehow like our western suburbs never get hit. Big. You, s- you see it like uh, Alburn. Al- it's kind of true though. It breaks up and just goes it does. Like north or south. Wow. Alburn and Geneva will get like dumped on, and then and like Wheaton will get nothing. Wow. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's a really strange. strange. Yeah. yeah. Not I'm gonna watch. That. That's, that's, that's a strange on, thing. On AccuWeather, I'm gonna watch the radar. Like two months ago, I got pounded at hail in Geneva, and my parents were like. It kind of rained a little bit. Interesting. Mm. They're, they're in Wheaton. It's just really strange. Yeah, yeah. so whatever Fermi is doing, I think I need to move they east, start, east they of that. They start spinning it yeah. as soon as the weather comes. Yeah. And we just became a <laughs> physics podcast. With like an Adam's <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. It's a particle accelerator. A physics conspiracy podcast. We're going to definitely need 18 more for this. Well, <laughs> speaking of 18 crimes, now that the crimes have all been passed out, um, Johnny, you got any last questions? I only had one, by the way. You only had one? Yeah. But you got another beer in front of you. That's true. I'm not saying mine. I shouldn't have had more. I'm just saying, like, this definitely all got drank. Don't forget, we're going to go do an Unterberg, and we're going to try and some red rash beer. beer. Any of our listeners, if you guys are up here in Malt Row in Chicago, definitely check out Dovetail Brewing. Best German beer I've had. Um, really, really true to traditions and the styles and the flavors are incredible. And um, in their backyard. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really cool spot. Thank you so much, gentlemen. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, Until cheers. the next time. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Love you. Gary loves you. <laughs> Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, just so you guys know, we are having a half-tap takeover with Dovetail, including the holiday box that we have uh, that we're drinking right now at social it's on wednesday the 28th no the 21st a week from today yeah this isn't getting posted by then <laughs> i'll put a priority on it <laughs> <laughs> perfect wednesday the 21st we are having a half tap takeover with these guys all their beers are delicious the holiday bark back is going to be there 6.9 percent. it's fantastic i'm not worried about this podcast making sure it sells out <laughs> that that beer is going to go so fast dude all those beers that are going to be on are going to be gone they're so good yeah all right, so now that we've had lots of beer, whiskey time? Whiskey time, boys. H- has the whiskey been breathing long enough, Garrett? What's whiskey? 
Oh boy. I've just been staring at because of the monitor in front of me. I just see like the top of this uh, bottle mm. and uh, it looks delicious. So, full disclosure, uh, when we decided, I wasn't totally sure we we're going to do this podcast before this morning. And um, I put a bottle in my bag <laughs> that I thought was going to be a really awesome bottle. And I was like, all right, well, if we decided to do something, I, there's like a theme to it, I can just like buy a bottle from one of our restaurants. And it, that just never like uh, accumulated. So, the bottle we're doing today is called Bomb Burgers, which um, Garrett's so very, happy. Very you should see the smile on Garrett's <laughs> face right now. See, listen, I'm so like, excited he's, to he's, talk about this. Oh my he's God. giddy over it. This is one of my all-time favorites. Let's this, go, this baby! Is probably like a top fifteen bottle for me all time. And uh, every year that they release it, it gets better. Um, it's technically it's from the Mictors Distillery. Uh, I guess the Mictors tidbits for you if you like too um so mictors we always talk about the mictors we love mictors love them they shout out to your boy joseph joseph yeah if you're listening um i love you thanks for that yeah <laughs> no doubt. i love you too yeah we, we all, all love we all you. do we all love and you thank you for your responses in the email yeah. the um in general they source from heaven hill and they also have their own distillery that they make their own product from and they're also they also contract with um with farmers to grow their own grain for it, for their own distillate. Sweet. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and kind of how it should be in Kentucky, right? I mean, there's a lot of a lot of land there to grow some grain. So, uh, but they are moving away from that. And I don't know if anyone knows that, but um, the, the combination of Mixer's own distillate and Heaven Hill own distillate is becoming more 50-50 as of right now. And my guess is in the next four years, it will no longer be Heaven Hill. Mm. Um, which is a good thing for mixers. I think you, you save some cost that way. But so we're doing bomb burgers, which is maybe like a one to two year time release, like, like once or twice a year release. Um, and it is uh, 108 proof. And it's really good. Uh, so this is part of the declaration series. Correct. Um, so the, the two other things, bomb burgers and shanks. Right. And uh, So this is the uh, straight bourbon that they release out of that. Shanks is, oh, we need sound effects. I got you. Keep talking. You're the whiskey expert. <coughs> tell us about shanks. Yeah, tell us about shanks. Tell us about the shanks. So shanks is um, has a slightly different mash bill and uh, a younger age on it in general. Um, it generally goes towards the... Sounds so good. I like how you have to stop talking like you're peeing or something. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> I can only co- I can only focus on one thing at the same time. <laughs> he um, was salivating while he was pouring it. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I swallowed. Oh, here we go. Oh my god. Um the I think the main difference between the two is that uh Shanks will be like a little more like um mm. grain heavy mm. and then Bomberg's will be more barrel heavy. Mm. And I think that's the two different flavor flavor profiles they're going for, but since 2018, they've both become well more rounded bourbons in general. They're like both it, really good. Yeah. So if you had a Shanks from like 2018, I say, yeah, maybe don't spend the money on it. Like the newer ones are better. Every year that's gone better. Awesome. That's all you need to know then. So each, if, you can, find a, if you can find a Shanks now, I'm all in. So Smells this really is a 22 Bomberger's 108 proof. Cheers. Bourbon. John's been drinking the drinking it the whole From time. This is, how, this is how he gets his all the of the game over, yeah, like normal. Yeah. You're supposed to wait for the second sip, John. 
Well, here's the thing: is like, uh, here's my pattern. I've already had seven. So I take sips while Garrett's going through his spiel. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> not to not to degrade it by calling it a spiel, but I love the spiel. I love the talk that you give about the whiskey. But then I get to enjoy after sipping it and after you're done describing it, seeing both of you guys mm. sip it together. You're I like see. Dad on Christmas. Yeah, I see. and I get to see you guys. Tell the like kids your, open their gifts. <laughs> your initial reactions yeah. right. to the sips. It's uh, really good. It's weird, but I, I like it. So, so this is uh, this is bottle thirty-three of two thousand. Mm. So they only put two thousand bottles out on oh, this sorry, run. Two thousand twenty. Two thousand twenty bottles out. Yeah. Right. So how many? If you had to estimate based on how old this is, how many barrels does that yield? Well, you figure it's like at 108 proof, it's probably 40, 46 pack cases a barrel. So 240. So 220 divided by 240, not a lot. 10, 12, 12 barrels go to the whole United States. That's not a lot of bourbon. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough for how good this is. Um, Johnny, let's get some tasting notes on this. What do you think? Yeah, what do you got, Johnny? Well, on the initial sip, the first sip, I felt like the little bit of the uh, the 108. Uh, second sip, that all went away. That's why mm-hmm. you don't judge the first one. I know. Um, the second sip was very delicious. Seemed smoother. Um, what are you gonna What are you gonna do with it? Hold on. <clears throat> oh, his third sip. This is this is the one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just like it. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. That's good. I, I'm going to say that That's with good. the first sip, <laughs> with the first sip, um, i just been thinking about this the whole time, but the, the first sip was kind of nutty to me, uh, a little bit earthy, not in a bad way, but then the second sip was like um, some candied walnuts, like it like almost like sugar-coated that earthiness, mm-hmm. and then like the caramel came through on the back end. Very easy drinking, very slight Kentucky hug. Um, uh, if I had to rate it, it's a, it's an A5, um, well worth every penny you're going to spend on it. It's fantastic. And if I ever get a bottle of this then everybody come by my house and drink it with me. I do get a lot of, um, like, like apple and oak and I get the caramel towards the end, but not a caramel apple, like apple, then caramel. Mm. Um, like a crispness to it. Yeah. Just like, um. Like a green apple, I take a like, you take the first bite and you get that, that little like hit of apple and then like, the finish I of that apple. Hundred percent, just taste that right now. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I'm not getting any of that. I I eat a lot of green apples. Like Granny Smith apples is my jam. Obviously not enough. But almost like how a, many green uh, apples do you eat? Like probably four a year. <laughs> but like a a, board, a borderline <laughs> ripe apple, right? Yeah, like off like I'm like I'm going like to pick apples. Yeah. In the fall and missing a Bears game. Like, like I'm pulling them off the tree. Yeah, that's happened, right? Yeah, and <laughs> it definitely didn't happen twice this year. Uh, like you pull it off, you pull it off, and like you got to pay by the bag, and so you're, you're definitely gonna make your your money worth, and so you're gonna eat two of them while you're walking around. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Yeah, um, <laughs> like when you're walking through a field picking apples and you're missing a Bears game, that kind of taste. Yeah, <laughs> so bitter. Yeah. There's yeah. a bitter taste in there. It sounds like no, there's a little. Yeah. I think this has like <laughs> this is Some really really good except it. for the disgruntled. There's oh no there's no disgruntled <laughs> in it. Oh my god! Um, I'm gonna. Does get your wife listen to this podcast? I very rarely. Oh, perfect, I perfect. Um, <laughs> it's perfect. Keep and, talking. And, and she would think it would be funny too. 
I I'm gonna give this um, I'm gonna give this eight eight, and I I love it for its um it's it's like oaky and sweetness to it, but not not too sweet like it still like tingles in the back of the throat, and I'm gonna <coughs> and I'm only pouring this for people who know what they're talking about. Oh, cool, bomb burgers really nice one oh eight, get it. If you're paying fifteen dollars a pour at a bar for this. Worth, ev- worth every penny. Twice. Get, get two. Yeah, exactly. Uh, customer of the week, Garrett, this is your time to shine, bro. All right. It's a very specific. <laughs> it couldn't be any more specific. It's the, it's the customer that you feel like you need to call the cops on. Yes. She, this, We had a lady come into Mays. Mm-hmm. She um, ordered, well, she, first of all, she ordered a... Um, a Moscow Mule, but ordered as if she didn't understand what the name Moscow Mule meant. So, oh, that's vodka with some lime juice and some ginger beer. Okay, that's Moscow Mule. So, we're charging you for a Moscow Mule, not just like a me just like putting something together. Right. And then uh, she felt like she was lightheaded. So, she spent an entire hour in the bathroom. So, if you hang on, you missed a, a p- an important part. She, what was the second drink that she ordered? Oh, a Riesling. And what happened with that? And it went down in two seconds. So she slammed a glass of wine. Yeah. And then what happened? She wasn't. She was feeling. She felt dizzy. Dizzy. Okay. Yeah. I think I might too. <laughs> we were, everybody was dizzy in the room. I've never. It's like a whirlwind, right? I've only ta- ever taken sips of re- Riesling before. I've never actually chugged six ounces of Riesling. Wine is not meant to be chugged. I don't think I'm ever going to drink six ounces of Riesling in under thirty seconds of my entire life. Um, and I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, especially if I end up like this lady. She was literally, her legs and her arms were wrapped around her legs and arms wrapped around the men's toilet in the bathroom for an hour. Wow. Doing nothing. Like she wasn't like, she wasn't throwing up. She wasn't like crying. She was just like hanging out. And she just didn't have anywhere else to go or didn't feel like she had anywhere else to go. Why was she in there? Because she didn't, I don't know, she was doing her own thing. Didn't she like yell at you guys that like something had happened? Yeah, she told so like after like forty minutes, we get a little rap on the door on the on the on the door like Hey, how's everything going in there? Uh can we get you anything? Do you have water? Is there any way we can like call anyone for you to come help you? And she's like, I just got divorced from my husband. I've got nowhere else to go. I'm oh sleeping in my car. Really? And it was so bizarre. Like, we're, well, obviously, sleeping in your car is not the not the answer. I think if you're waiting for someone to take you home, uh, you don't want to just sit in a bathroom. Yeah, there's plenty. Of, there's probably plenty of dudes hanging out that could help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, or literally anyone. It doesn't have to be dudes. It could be anybody. Like, I can help you do this, or like everyone's very nice. <laughs> but like, <laughs> she just. So we had to call the cops and. The cops were like, well, what do you want me to do? And I go, well, I don't want her in the bathroom anymore, and I don't want her in the restaurant anymore. We're trying to close up and leave. And she goes, well, what do you want me to do? I go, I'd like you to get her out of the, out. Facilitate out, this, right? Out, out, Because I can't do this because she doesn't, re- obviously she hasn't respected me or anything I've ever talked about for the past 45 minutes. Uh, very, very strange. So, this, the customer of the week is the person who uh, decides that they need to hang out in the bathroom and be a complete idiot. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to deal with that, dude. Pretty unique situation. Very unique situation. We told. I told you it was specific. Yeah, and that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's so very very strange. Customer of the week, right there. My wife called. Don't get the cops called on you at a restaurant. Yeah. It, Bottom line, there's, there's so many, there's so many options before the cops get called on you. If if you're having a bad day, get an Uber home. Yeah, call go, a buddy. Go get text a text a buddy. We're not, we're not yeah. upset about that. Yeah, absolutely. I've had bad days. I go get. I'm a sorry you had to deal with that, dude. Yeah. My, <laughs> the the best part is my wife texts me at like midnight. She goes, "Why aren't you home yet?" And I go, mm. "Well, the cops just left, so that's good. So I'll see you soon." Yeah. Like that's how you know the night was going. Damn, that sucks, dude. All right, so we got one more uh, time we're going to get together in 2022. We're going to wrap up the year. The next time we get together, we're going to talk about a lot of fun things that we did this year. I know I could talk about a dozen of them right now, but I'll save that for the next podcast. Um, Drinking delicious Dovetail Holiday Bach. Come by social a week from today. It's Bach, John. I'm just kidding. (laughs) December 21st, Wednesday night at Social. They're bringing a sixth in. It's definitely special. It's really, really good. It's so good. Come by and hang out. Garrett brought a bomb-ass. Bomb burgers. Bomb burgers bourbon. We loved it. I'll drink that all day, every day, dude. Thank you for bringing that in. Let's do it. All right. Uh, everybody, um, it's the holidays. Be good to everybody. Tip your bartenders and your servers. They're working hard for you guys. Um, like I said, we got one more recording for this year. 2023 is going to be a great year. February 7th. Tuesday night live show tickets go on sale on December twenty first. Actually, we're gonna wait till right after the holidays. We're gonna sell them on December twenty sixth is when they go on sale. Okay. All details coming up on the next podcast. Uh, we'll have that for you. Um, keep an ear out for that. We appreciate you guys joining us. Garrett loves you. John loves you. I love you. Peace. Love you. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners, our families, and friends that support us. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends about us. Big thanks to our producer, Johnny, in the Underground Studio. Also, shout out to Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rocking music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. I'm fucking jacked about bummers. This stuff is so good. I am too. I don't think I've ever had it before. Are you serious? <clears throat> yeah, I'm serious. I feel like um, I'm letting you down as a friend by not letting you try it before this. <laughs> no. I'm but like I'm now making up for it. I appreciate it. When I saw that come out of your satchel, I uh, almost shit myself. <laughs> <laughs>